10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2... Welcome, everybody, back to the Talking Gaming and Tech podcast, where we're going to talk about the latest in rumors and speculation and all the funness that goes on with gaming and the wacky world that is it right now. So <laughs> we're also going to get into tech with a couple of stories, one kind of hilarious and uh, very hopeful for some people that actually got a chance to actually watch the movie. And you'll find out what movie that is on the second half of the podcast. But we have a bunch of stories this week from Shredder's Revenge, a new Teenage game coming out, anti-piracy uh, firm De Nuvo brings uh, anti-cheat tools to PS5 with the work. Well, that's all this, right? Um, Ex-Activision veterans from Audacity Games to develop Atari 2600 games. And we have VR evolving even further. So, I'm going to get all these topics this wonderful evening, along with a number of the talks in the second half of the podcast. But what the heck has everybody been up to since the last couple of weeks have passed by? D and D, D and D and D, D and D Beyond. Yeah, I've just been working on getting a campaign ready for this Saturday night. Um. Other than that, nothing really. Um, been waffling back and forth about want, wanting to buy Bravely, De Bravely Default 2. Just haven't done it yet. And a lot of Apex Legends. Which, oh my god. Uh, this weekend, Grim tells people that they're terrible at Apex Legends. You're all freaking terrible at Apex Legends. <laughs> The amount of games that, that I good, lose, uh... or... no. dude, the oh, amount of games that I lose or win because of my because of my teammates being bad and me being good is freaking staggering. And I'm not saying I'm excellent at shooting people and all that shit, but like the amount of games I lose because my team is dead center in the circle where there's only one way into that circle because the map's built so badly in that game that like. You can choke point ridiculously easy and just have my teammates run out of the choke point and go head on into two other teams and get killed mm. is fucking mind boggling. I can't freaking believe how stupid these people are. And it's, it's just because of how the game plays that way. So everybody's mentality is idiot mode. It's just ugh. sitting on two ults, like two zone control ults, like Gibraltar and freaking Bangalore. And yet they still run out of the zone you're controlling to go fight four teams at once because they want the kills, even though they have no kills, which means they were never very good in the first place. Well, it, it, God, it's like playing with a bunch of Nates that just run around picking up loot and ignore me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm done. That was a long way to, to make fun of Nates. <laughs> uh -huh. Anyhow. So, Bazinga. I've just been what, very, yeah. very busy with um, buying a new house. Hmm. So it's I've been, oh, it's been stressful. All these, all this shit, I gotta send them out and give them, and 
paperwork that I got to sign and money, more and more money, 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 money. Oh, there goes yeah, half, half my savings. Well, that's why like the housing market's fucking broken. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It, I, the 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 trailer business is even worse because the interest rates are just they should be illegal. <laughs> but I gotta do what I gotta do, right? So I've been uh, doing a lot of. It's not small, small. Actually, the trail the, where I'm moving to is gonna be. It's bigger than here. The 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 current place I'm at. Yeah. But uh, I'm still trying to figure out ways to make storage so I don't so it's not as cluttered as it is here because I'm tired of the clutter. I want something nice, you know. Yeah. Plus, the place is brand new, never been lived in. So, like, I've been looking at a lot of small house storage ideas and stuff like that. Um, mm. And I've also been thinking of how I want to design the new studio. Because uh, it's slightly bigger than this one. I'm not sure. I mean, it might be 12 by 12. I'm not sure. Mm. But won't use a green screen this time because there's actually white walls now versus this tan tan wall that's ugly as hell. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll be able to, you know, paint things on the wall and stuff. So now, we, we now did videos. you get yourself the meth trailer classic? Uh, The 2000. Or no, no, no. Meth, meth 2000. trailer 2000? Yeah, yeah. Would you happen to be anywhere near Ricky uh, or Bubbles or perhaps Julian? Yeah, if I go outside with a glass with some, like, uh, gin in it or something, they come right to you. <laughs> you have some old man just you're gonna come out of your house in the morning and some old man's gonna be like shut up <laughs> I, and i just say bubbles <laughs> for you for you losers that's a trailer park boys reference you should probably watch it because it's the best show ever made <laughs> and i'm not kidding that show was goddamn hilarious yeah it's pretty funny i haven't watched it in a while but j-rock j-rock baby <laughs> But uh, that's what I've been up to. I did play some Call of Duty the other night because I, I I needed to just relieve some stress because I've I've just been on a, a racket between here and work. It's just been ugh, so much BS right now. That's what it is. Yep. So <laughs> the one thing, uh, actually, I was playing for a couple of days. I was actually playing City Skylines for quite a bit mm. on. Just like I get like it's weird because I play a game for a while, now I get frustrated, and I'll start just like dropping tornadoes and shit on my town. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> You're an evil um, god. <laughs> Somewhere on that map, there's a simulated child like, "Mommy, are we going to the zoo today?" And then, boom, mommy's going to the zoo, but you're not. The zoo came to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mommy's flying to the zoo, and you're sitting there crying, <laughs> holding the hand. <laughs> the hand, yeah, your mom's hand still. <laughs> oh but that's what it is though i mean but i did actually play some actual call of duty the other day i was playing some today actually um not so much battle not so much battle royale though i just it's just fun to play multiplayer yeah i played a few did you hear they like might that ago, they teased about uh halo battle royale and i laughed what the hell I didn't yeah, hear about it, them teasing it, but I did hear about like some like huge fan that was a Twitch streamer saying they should do it. No, a... apparently they teased the <clears throat> Halo Battle Royal, and I laughed because like it was like a 
You know that Star Wars saying? It's like a million voices screamed out all at once and then disappeared. Mm. It's like a million Ben screamed out all at once and then disappeared. Because <laughs> it's just a bunch of people bitching that they're putting a battle royal mode in Halo. And I'm like, what are you bitching about? Halo, it's going to be bad anyway. It's Halo. Mm. Like, what do you... It no, it's not going to stop them from having a regular mode for you people who can't handle being killed. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be another mode. And it might be good if they can get the player count up to anything above like 10, like Halo <laughs> games. Like and, if they can get it up to 80 or 100 players, it might actually be interesting as hell. Driving around in the Warthog in a battle royal mode might be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Well, I, they, they I, have a battle royale for the Google Maps game. <laughs> where you figure out where you live or where, where that map is you like walk around in the map online through google maps and you decide you know oh i'm in kuwait you know the hell? there's literally a battle royale for that i was watching it yesterday oh well um one thing though i found interesting it made me just really shake my head <laughs> a lot of stuff I makes was... you shake your head us shake our heads these days I, I was watching a documentary on like the making of Final Fantasy VI on YouTube and all the individual people and stuff. And I'm like, and some of the people, like I knew who they were, but I didn't realize what important jobs they had on Final Fantasy VI. And I'm like, and some of these people went on to make games like Final Fantasy XIII and Ten Two, And I'm like, how could these people do something great and just completely bash their head against the wall later on in life? Because I think they were more concerned about the graphics with the uh, with the uh, Final Fantasy X, or ten yeah. two. I'm talking about. Yeah, but you hated ten and, two and as well. Ten two and thirteen and thirteen one and thirteen two and thirteen three and <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Like who allowed that? <laughs> who allowed what? No, I was talking about like I was watching this documentary on Final Fantasy VI, and like these some of these people actually really had some very key roles. I didn't realize they had such key roles in developing part of Final Fantasy VI that went on to do Final Fantasy thirteen and also Final Fantasy ten two and stuff. And I'm like, how could they do something so great and then just completely fucking yeah. drop the ball later on? Yeah, but like all stand like setting aside, Final Fantasy ten two's got excellent combat system and an excellent world design. Okay, explain Final Fantasy Fantasy- 13. Explain no, that. No, 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 you can't explain 13. But <laughs> actually, no, you can't explain 13. You can explain 13 very simply. If you look at Final Fantasy now, there has not been a single Final Fantasy game that has been as, as linear, linear as 13, right? Yeah. 10 is linear, but there's still plenty of freedom in that game in comparison. If you well, look yes, at yeah, 13, in comparison, yeah. If you look at 13, and then you look at 15 and see how open 15 is. You start to realize linear is not what what Final Fantasy game what they want to do. But then you have to look at the history of 13 and realize that that game had been canceled and redone twice, just like freaking Versus. The last two Final Fantasy games has not had a full blown de- three, if you count um Final Fantasy Online, have not had a full blown development cycle that did not have a rocky start where they had to keep redoing it. Final Fantasy yeah. 13 started out as a game for, P- for PS2, dude. Yeah, I know. And they canceled it and started working on it for PS- PS3. Yeah, and, and then PS3 comes out, and it's hard to develop for, so they had to, they had to halt production and restart and rebuild the engine a second time. 
Yeah, and then they rebuilt the engine and used it for the first Final Fantasy XIV online with from the same guy. I can't remember his name right now. I'll flick it up. Um, that ended up doing a very key part of Final Fantasy VI. Who's who's the one who actually developed the first Final Fantasy XIV that completely failed? But and my now, point, and now they have the guy that's in there now who actually took over the project, and they let him go ahead and do Final Fantasy thirteen three. But the point I'm trying to make <laughs> is that we don't know if Final Fantasy thirteen was going to look the way it did if they didn't uh. have the issue of having to restart twice. Like if they just had a solid five six year development cycle without without people screwing around with it, would yeah. it have come out as good as like twelve and? And the first not ten was, but yeah, it yeah. didn't. Like, and then you look at fifteen. Fifteen is people are like, well, the story in fifteen is really weak. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty weak because they kept fucking making him making him restart, and he had to cut so much shit. If he didn't have to restart twice, you would have had a better game. Well, it was originally called Final Fantasy thirteen versus fifteen or whatever it was called. It was like, what the fuck? So the question you really have to ask <laughs> yourself, like the. I, in my book, and I'm not, I know it sounds like I'm just being biased. Square has a free pass for one more game. This 16 will determine whether or not I turn on Square because 16 has not had any of these issues. They started developing it, pre developing it as, as um, 15 finished, and they've yeah. been doing it nonstop, and it's coming out about five or six years later. So there has been no issues with like, changing development to teams and all that shit like that so if this game comes out and is total it, it is a mess then there's something seriously wrong at square but i don't think it will because kingdom hearts 3 was pretty good and the remark remake was pretty good i hope it plays like final fantasy 7 remake i don't think it's gonna that's what worries me i think it's gonna be a full combat system instead of what they did in remake and remake is really good so yeah, well, that's the thing. Rem the Final Fantasy VII Remake had what Final Fantasy XV was missing. And also, I think another thing to remember, too, is that the reason why six was, six was so good is because if you look at... If you look at who made the Final Fantasy games, the staff that made one through six were the same people with the exception of a couple changes in key areas. Okay? So you have a team... That go that well, no, no, the same people worked on seven too. Most of the same people worked on seven, yeah. But the point being is that it was pixel art, dude. Like oh, these yeah. guys mastered pixel art from hmm. Nintendo through Super Nintendo. The, what was the Super Nintendo? It was just a stronger Nintendo, correct? Yeah, it did the same stuff, it was better pixel art. So you had these people who are fucking masters of this system. So, of course, six is going to have a, a, a small development window and be. Big because they put every all their knowledge into it. If you look at like PlayStation, nine is the best and worst Final Fantasy game on there. It's the best looking one, it's the best music, it's a lot of the best stuff, but the story and setting is bad. But that's yeah. because they mastered the system. So it took them three right through the generation, they got better and better at the game. Each team does that, but the lat for Final Fantasy 10 was there was only two of them. So they didn't really have a lot of time to master the the system and the stuff that they were doing in on PS2. And then on PS3, there was only one, not counting the stupid expansion packs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. again, you look at that and you go, oh, well, 10, what was it? 13-3 uh, is the best one in the group, right? 
Okay. It's, it, that's the biggest pile of shit, I guess. But that's not the point. The point is, <laughs> when you get when you get to that one, it's the one that came out the quickest. Mm. It was developed the most precisely, and that's yeah. because they had a full understanding of the system they were working on. Then four, then fifteen comes out, and fifteen is being developed on the PS4 after they restart four times, and they get that thing out pretty quickly, and it's pretty good, except for the the cut stuff. Like if they could have had another year, who knows what that game would have came began. Like it's just development platforms and hardware shit, and Sony's Sony's really to blame because of their proprietary bullshit with the PS3, oh, making yeah, them yeah. learn that that cell architecture and stuff. Oh yeah, that was a hole. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. I just feel like you can't have a game like Six, dude, because that was like that was like ten years, fifteen years of of learning on pixel art and all that other shit. And it was the culmination of everything you know from making five straight Final Fantasy games. Mm. You're gonna blow people away because of that, dude. I mean, think about it like this, man. This is gonna be the fourth time I try again with my um my D and D campaign, right? Mm-hmm. I have built four campaigns that we never even played, and I am 100 confident that what I've put together this time is a hundred times better than what I put together the, the second time, the third time, and over and over again, light years better than the first time I tried. Mm. And that's because I've been learning Unity for f- three years. Same thing applies to, to the people that made six. They've been working on this shit for 15 years. Yeah, but okay. But the thing is, though, Final Fantasy V is just a good. Like, I go back and forth to which one's my favorite. Um, Final Fantasy V is most of the time my favorite. Six is also my favorite. Like, it's hard to choose between the two because they're yeah, but you're mixing, you're amazing mixing, games. You're mixing and, up systems. With with not no five, five and six are the same system. No, they're not. Like the, the the gameplay systems. Yes, the gameplay systems are the same both times, except for different like materia and stuff. But the difference between five and six is glaring because they learned how to program so well on that system that six looks way better. It looks like it should be oh. on a new system. Yeah. Well, as far as that Yeah. Like they learned. Well, when I say systems, I mean like combat system, um, yeah. equipment system, stuff well, like no, that. No, it's actually actually by com- by mechanics, Final Fantasy VI has less than Final Fantasy V. Yes, yes. By mechanics, they are pretty much the same thing. What I'm saying to you is that they they learned the, the, the console. They learned how to program so well on it that by the time they got to six, they were able to make that game look way better. It's the same reason why Chrono Trigger looks so much better than all the other Super Nintendo games. Because yeah. a culmination of pixel art knowledge from the first Final Fantasy on regular Nintendo all the way to the one on su- the ones on Super Nintendo. Well, yeah, remember, then you got the Dragon Warrior people, too, uh, that were helping out. And, like, I mean, all these other people that were building a whole other franchise that actually helped out on Chrono Trigger. And, like, that got together with people that were doing Final Fantasy. Like, holy crap. And that's what I'm saying. They You don't get that anymore because the teams don't last that long yeah like yeah. the team yeah. that did 10 wasn't the same team that did fucking 12 some of them were but a good chunk of them were new people working on new hardware no 12 was pretty damn good yeah you're right no but ever like, since 10 they've been like just completely almost erasing teams and rebuilding them yeah because they have multiple teams in the field working on these things mm. and for, also for some reason square has gotten so far up its own ass again they look at stuff like Final Fantasy VII Remake, 
and then they tell the new guy, all right, we want you to make a new Final Fantasy game. It's got to have a, 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 an action system, combat system. And him being up his own ass doesn't go, well, I'm going to borrow the system they're using in 7 and just improve on it. Instead, he's going, he's making his own system. And now people are worried that it's going to be full-blown action and be shit when they hit the sweet spot with Remake. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't do that in the past. They, they they did like six games in a row with the same battle system and just added new mechanics. Yes. And that worked really well for them. Which is what they should have done after, what do you call it? I guess Nine's battle system wasn't that bad. It's just that the aesthetic and the storyline sucked. And then, uh, they, they could have just also, built off that. Also, that game was very, it was too basic in its combat. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too basic. And I hate basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like with Final Fantasy V, I think is easily the most complex battle system because of the amount of tactic you could deploy with how many jobs there were total in the entire game is crazy. I would say that, but have you ever played uh, 12, Final Fantasy XII Zodiac yeah. version? Yeah, yeah, I have, have on the, I have that on the Switch. The Zodiac did you play, okay, the Zodiac one is way more complex because they add the class system to that already complex Gambit system, and it's okay. kind of insane. In some ways, yes, and in it's some ways, no. In some ways, yes, in some ways, no. But that's a whole nother. That's I yeah. would say that's the evolution of the job system. We're, but we're putting we're putting him to sleep. That's what they need for the new sixteen. 16 <laughs> we we need a have... proper we need a proper job system is what we need. But yeah, but they don't want to get too complex because they're afraid of their core audience. Like I think that's the only thing that annoyed me about fifteen has like every single job on one person. It's like what the hell? Okay. Whatever. They're they're afraid to turn off. <laughs> they're afraid to appeal to their core audience. They don't understand that they would probably sell 10 million copies if the next Final Fantasy game was a full-blown turn-based homage to the past. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. They they would probably blow gangbusters for sales because it would pull everyone back to try it one more time. Yeah, but Octopath Traveler did like absolutely stunning sales. It's nowhere near a Final Fantasy game, but it gives you a hint of what people want to do. Yeah, exactly. But, oh well. Anyway, let's get into this first topic. So, HEC, um, maybe testing, teasing, sorry, testing, teasing, teasing the release of the VR lip tracker for the Vive headset. Um, it's supposedly a little sensor that sits in front of the visor that can see your mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that you can express yourself, I guess. <laughs> I'm sitting here sticking out my tongue because, like Grim always says, Grim, why, why do you think they're making this, Grim? Because people are stupid. <laughs> well, no, it's just an evolution of VR. Like, the idea is obviously this is a neat little add on. The idea is to eventually, when you're in uh, VR, you're immersed in VR. No, just let oh. VR go until we have the holodeck, dude. <laughs> but the problem is you need evolution to get to that point the holodeck is the end goal i guess you could say um but you no, have to go the through end those... goal is a pod you sit in that keeps you from aging and dying and you just live in the fantasy world okay well you can do that too but i mean <laughs> um but no but like holodeck is kind of like the end goal um and obviously there's different evolutions of the holodeck even like the first holodeck was just a box room with some things that happened and then you go to like generations. The hollow deck is a completely moving room. Like the room moves itself inside it, and it pretty much creates an environment and the material. It also uses a replicator to create real material within that room for the environment. It's like crazy how much that evolved throughout Star Trek's history. Um, so that's going to have its own evolutionary time as 
far as that goes. But I think this is just a natural evolution for VR. I mean, this will well, do okay. I'm watching, the, I'm watching the video for it, and now it makes a little bit more sense. Like, if you're playing in, like, a multiplayer game or, like, a chat room and you're talking to each other or something like that, it's like you're talking to somebody. Yeah, your lips actually move. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Versus playing, yeah. like, some single-player game, like, what's the point? Well, the idea, yeah, this is just another step for full immersion. Mm-hmm. So that you have all sensory immersed into the system. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, eventually we're going to have, like, body sensors and everything else like that. So it detects, like, all your body movements mm-hmm. and everything. Eventually it's going to get to that point. Um, I'm guessing there's, like, cameras or something in- inside the mask, too, to catch your eyes. Like, when you close them. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, I, I would guess, maybe. It would se- it would detect. Uh... Ooh, that'd be hard though. I don't know. I, well, I'm, I'm watching it, and they're they're watching it, it like the eyes are blinking or closing, huh? And staying closed. So I'm not sure. Maybe there is. As far as I know, look at this article. It's just this. It's just well, an add-on. Particular things, yeah. It's just an add-on. It's just an add-on to the vibe. You just snap it on there. It clips in or wherever. It hooks onto one of the sensors, I guess, and then it's up and running. So. I don't know. Does the Vive already actually capture capture eye movement? Because I might. Never, I'm not sure. I've never tried the Vive. Me neither. Because I'm guessing it probably already does uh, captures eye movement. I mean, yeah, this is going to be obviously pretty neat. I mean, for Vive, people that want Vive Pro Eye with Toby eye tracking. Yeah. So it's got that 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 thing built into it that was being used with webcams where they were seeing where the people were looking with their eyes. Like, yeah. They were doing a little game on a lot of the YouTube channels where they would be like, show some, some boo- girl with boobs and it would show you if that's where their eyes went first type of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, obviously that's obviously I bet tons of marketing uses that anyway, though, to see where. Yeah. To see, to see what kind of ads they got to do. Yeah. To make yeah. you go, Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, they got the the Vive Pro, the the, the really the expensive one. Yeah. Wow. So, Jeez. yeah, it's interesting. Cause I'm surprised that Oculus, because, um, Oculus, like it's weird. Because okay, so obviously I don't know a whole lot about HGC and Vive, like what their determination or their CEO, or what his background is or anything. I've never really looked into it. Mm-hmm. But, like, but I have looked into Oculus and their CEO and their mission statement and everything like that I've looked into. Um, and like for me, it seems like because they seem like like the CEO of Oculus's goal is to, he said distinctly like in interviews, he wants to make the Oasis mm-hmm. um, you, a reality. Not, he wants to make it like it's a requirement to read Ready Player One. When you start at uh, Oasis working, it's a requirement you have to read Ready Player One because you have to know that's their mission is to create this. Um, and he wants everybody to know what the end world awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, what the end goal is for the company is to create something that immersive. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see something from Oculus pretty soon actually like this for testing or some other type of sensor or whatnot detecting body movement and whatnot so i mean obviously they've made some steps in cornering a oculus has taken a look taking a look at like what 
economical market and go, how do we get VR to more people? And obviously they came up with the Oculus Quest, which was a great idea. It gets it out to a lot of people and gets a lot more people interested in the evolution of VR. Yeah. So, which is a great thing. So. Yeah, the Vive, Vive Cosmos has like, like two, four, six, like seven or eight cameras on it. Holy shit. Or sensors, yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm all for the evolution of uh, VR. I'm sure uh, Bazinga's up for when they finally crack a motion sickness. And I think the more immersive they make it, um, and the more into fooling your brain into what you're seeing is they'll reduce motion sickness. Yeah, no. Because there, cause there won't be that conflict and you won't get the motion sickness. I do good for a while. It just depends on what I'm playing. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played it in a while, but... Soon enough, I'll try it again. Yeah, yeah. There's just one... There's a game I want to get and I just didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> I didn't want to put a lot of money into it. It's like a spy game and you you jump out of an airplane that explodes. It looks pretty fun. Oh, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I can definitely say when the heck's the last time I played? It's been a little bit. I know like not so much in the last year, but there was like last year I played Atari more than a few times on like emulators and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much this year though, but um anyway so i grew up obviously playing atari before the nintendo (laughs) um and people have formed a new game development company that are called audacity games and they're ex activision associates and developers that have developed this company and they're making games strictly for the 2600 atari and they went out of business before you got <laughs> <laughs> Um It's li- I'm sorry, dude. It's literally as dumb as Tommy Tellerico's whole we're making a, a new Intellivision. It's going to use the same old shitty controllers from the 80s. People are going to love it and no one gives a fuck. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, no one wants to play Atari games. Um, well... And before you say I do, Nate, no, you play Atari games that you're nostalgic for. You don't want to play new ones because you won't feel the nostalgia for the new ones, and you'll just be like, "This game looks and controls like shit." Well, they it's also the same reason why I don't play VCS? new Nintendo games. What? What happened to the VCS after it came out? Exactly. Uh, I, never, I never actually followed up with that. Like, I, I got <laughs> I mean, some people name. fairly enjoyed it, and actually, I was watching one video when it first came out um, because it's pretty much a Ryzen. Desktop computer for the most Which part. Which is fine, but that's not yeah, what you, they made you, it for. Stop, Nate. You're, well, no, but you're you about can actually... to tell me that you can hack this thing. I'm going to go, I don't care. It's not about that. You, It was meant for Atari games that no well, one wants you to could, use. Well, people found a way to obviously upgrade the RAM and everything else in the that Atari system because it just used so dim RAM. So um, I know not... some people I know some people were going ahead and because you can just use it, obviously, for what the main purpose is and download Atari games and whatnot and some of the games they put on there. But a lot of people were like, well, I can use it for that, and I can also use it for a home media center and also play Steam from my couch. Yeah, I so guess five, what... I guess I guess you can consider five a lot of people. <laughs> well, no. But anyway, uh, here's hey, I want you to do this test for me, all right? I want you to sit down on one of your Nintendo emulators sometime in the next couple of days 
And I want you to pick a Nintendo game you've never played in your entire life. I bet you won't even last five minutes before you stop playing it. Um, the reason why people... No. no, there's been a number of Nintendo games I have played, like, even in the last five years, like, because I've obviously every game around. Um, I'll find random games I've never heard of, and I'll play for, like, weeks on them. You're lying. No. You're literally not. pulling a Nate right now. I, I'm not. <laughs> Name one. Name um, one. And there's tons of people out there that, Name like... Name one. <clears throat> what do you mean? There's tons of, like, Twitch streamers and stuff out there no. that do all... Name one games you played that you never played before have to pull up a list because you don't have a list so i'm on the v- uh, vcs website right and literally yeah. on their website they it's born to be different reboot into pc mode and un- unlock a, a powerful power- multimedia pc so you don't even have to hack it or anything it's literally there yeah because no that's you can get to play actual atari yeah because they put that out after before you actually had to ha- get the code well yeah and um, and then this is when the first it came out and you had to get a certain code to actually put into it to get onto that mode. And then they went and changed it and made it public. Like right here, it says PC mode, <clears throat> Windows 10, 250 gigabyte Kingston, bootable external USB drive detected. Reboot your device in an operating, uh, into another operating system. Yeah. So does that, do you have to order that too? Or do you, does it just give you a free copy of Windows? No, no, Windows is already on there. Oh, it is. <laughs> because yeah, I remember. Okay, so all okay, all that is is like when you normally boot up the Atari VCS, it's just a uh, software they developed mm-hmm. that's running on Windows 10. I thought it was running on like an Android or uh, Linux. Um, I think some of the early prototypes were, but I'm pretty like the one that is now. It's just Windows 10. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, it is like I mean. Oh man, if, Missile Command like 3D, holy Christ! Hey, I love Missile Command. <laughs> I like I'm, Missile I'm, Command too, but th- no, no, but that's one game I actually actively play on my phone every once in a while on break. I actually have that, the newest Missile Command on my phone. Exactly, it's but, something I wouldn't buy the VCS for though. No, I wouldn't buy the VCS for it. But like, if it was a little bit more affordable, I mean, the most I would buy if I was going to actually, if I bought a VCS, the most I'd buy it for is an aesthetic to have a cool looking um home media pc like you mean in my entertainment center and that's what i'd use it for but so but anyway so these guys um that formed audacity games which is uh david crane um he's one of the co-founders of uh, activision actually uh has teamed up with dan and gary kitchen a pair of game designers he met while at his old school, what do you call it? old, what do you call it? old company anyway. I guess they used to be programmers. The goal is to create games that will run on the Atari 2600 under a banner of Audacity Games. Oh um, man, they just have the audacity. Man, it's <laughs> it's so sad that they just went out of business a second ago. <laughs> all they went out of business man. in 2019. <laughs> all all their freaking. All four of their fans are just <laughs> sad to see him go, dude. Well, Nate's so, one of them. Well, the thing is, though, so what they're going to do, and there's a lot of collectors, like I can know one person that's probably going to do a video distinctly about this. Uh, well, two people, actually, I can name. Yeah, actually. they'll sell the collectors, and the collectors will never play the games because no one wants to play the fucking Atari games. Well, no, because the one thing, like, um, every once in a while, if I'm at a threshold, I do kind of look, even though I've never found any. <laughs> Only probably because somebody already grabbed them. 
um is big box like pc games like um and like there's like limited run does really well with that market uh the company limited run they'll reproduce like old pc games and stuff like that and do a big box with some special things inside it and they sell like out in like a couple hours nate there's more people who want physical media for computer games than people who want a terrible looking terrible controlling atari game well um i would say there is one rebuttal i have to that though because who else here knows who the 8-bit uh guy is uh, you're gonna give me some YouTuber with a couple of people, who, like a couple hundred thousand people who watch the videos. But no, 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 no. Do, do you, like, like, you know who the eight big guy is? The problem with with no, I don't delusion. Should I? <laughs> well, he's um, he's done collaborations with LGRN with uh, Tech Mode and stuff like that before. Nostalgia. Okay. Um, the name sounds familiar. But... It's um, the same. It's the same reason why even I say the same thing. I love RPGs. I have a billion RPGs in my house and on my computer. Oh, yeah. yeah I almost yeah. never touch them. You know why? Because no matter how much you love them, they're only there for a shot of nostalgia. And once you play it for a few minutes, you fade out of, enjo- of enjoyment. And that's exactly what it is with these Atari games. These people are just pining for their youth, but they don't really actually want to sit down and play River Raid for a few hours a day. It doesn't exist. It's just a delusion that they have in their head because they miss playing them when they were a kid. They have fond memories of it. Well, no, the reason why I'm going to point out because 8-Bit Guy actually developed with one other guy um, an actual new game for um, the for the i86 hardware, which is like back when like Ultima 2 came out on the PC days, okay? This is ages ago. Um, and he developed a new game, okay? It, um, and it was based in like a post-apocalypse and you controlled like a tank and you built like a small little civilization and stuff. Um, the game did really well in sales that he made with this one other guy. Um, it did really well. Okay, give me really well as far as like what AAA companies do. I mean, for him literally producing the games out of his garage, he okay, made I, did, a dude, I didn't say there's not a niche market. Yeah. I'm he just saying it. the niche market is almost non-existent. Like, if I knew 20 people who loved shitty fucking RPG maker RPGs and I was making them and I could sell them to him, I could be like, yeah, I do really well. I sell 20 copies of these games every time I release them. Mm. It doesn't mean that it's a thing. It just means there's 20 fucking people playing this game. <laughs> like, so... this, co- this company is just, they're not going to make any money. They might stay alive, but. It's the same reason why the people who made Pierre Solar didn't go anywhere. Pierre Solar is a RPG made in like 2000 for the for the Sega Genesis. And it played and looked like a Lunar game. And it was fucking amazing. Didn't go anywhere. Mm. Because people want the nostalgia for a little bit, but it's not enough. Um... I don't know. Like I've like, I've like. There's a lot more to this I can go into. Why it potentially could do really well, and why, um, I guess you could say, retro games and stuff are doing so well right now. There's a lot more like psychology that goes into it, including with like the newer generation. Why all of a sudden, like the newest generations, all of a sudden latching on to retro games. Um, and granted. And obviously there's a lot more study into like nostalgia, like 
they've obviously found out nostalgia is actually good for your actually um in the sense good for your health it actually lowers stress levels and everything else it's actually a very positive thing um so but like there's a whole other psychology <laughs> thing of why retro games all of a sudden like in physical media like that's a whole other discussion and speaking um, speaking of retro games that's kind of like a topic that's coming up next yes um like yeah which we'll actually we'll segue into um so and like for instance like the ninja Turtle games like every once in a while if like i'm just scrolling through what emulator i'll play yeah of course i'll play like the old th Turtles arcade games they're fun to play yeah and for, beat em ups for, beat em ups are great games for, for, um, for like 10 15 minutes dude and then you swap to another game because you're just filling you're filling a nostalgia void well that's, that's all a, it is it's also the problem with having the the accessibility of all these games that we have now because like, well, like when you were a kid you had that's the only game you had you only had like five games but with all these ROMs, it's like you play one for two minutes. Oh, I'll try another one. Try another well, one. Try another that, one. That, nope, that, that's maybe your mentality. I don't do that, and I can tell you honestly, I'm not lying. I don't do that. <laughs> I really don't do that. Well, th- <laughs> a lot of people do. I yeah, but I can say I don't. If I like find one, I'll play it for a, like four hours or whatever, or, or until I die out, or I beat it. One of the two, and then I'll move on. But I don't switch. If I do switch, I'm probably shutting off the emulator. Um, mm. at that point. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that mentality. That's not me. Well, your mentality's all fucked anyway. So, <laughs> just to run by a weapon because you don't like it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I'm not doing. Like, uh, but then when they like make, like, uh, when it's not the actual game, it's like a, a modded version of it, or like a couple a year or two ago, they came out with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Retro Palooza, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's it's, a great it's game. Really fun. So, yeah. um, you know, it all depends. And like, and like, for instance, like I've played through like this, the double dragon four that came out. That was pretty fun. I played through that like a handful of times. It's just fun to play. I mean, it's, I mean, it seems like a mishmash of a bunch of double dragons, like a bunch of themes all thrown into one, <laughs> but it's just fun. It's a beat em up. Um, the same thing as like streets of rage four. It was fun. Yeah, but well T- streets of rage four wasn't an old crappy game from the eighties. That looks like a stick with bad controls and that's really what it is it's it's not even really the graphics it's the terrible goddamn controls of atari games (laughs) you can't go back when a controller is shit that's the issue it's it's the reason why i cannot play a gamecube game with a gamecube controller because that controller is shit period how can you not like the gamecube controller he he doesn't you are lying to yourself nate it's the same reason why these people who play like smash with that controller and they're like well yeah it's amazing no you play smash with that controller and that's the only thing you've put so many hours in that you think it's good but if i sit down and map smash brothers to a ps2 controller it's gonna be way fucking better period yeah i I like the gamecube controller more than the 64 controller well, the 64 controller really what it was good for its time, but it was a very minor step in evolution of controllers. Mm. It was it wasn't a step backwards, but it shows where things where it showed where things were going. And then we got the true analog controllers, and that's where it was going. Yeah. So I mean, that was just a step in the right direction. Um, but no, I don't like a game controller the, my favorite controller, but they're not bad at all. Obviously, my favorite controller still to this day is a PlayStation controller. Like, PlayStation never changed their controller, and it's still great. Um, 
And the main reason for me is because the analogs are both down bottom. They're not over in the corner. They're in the D-pads up in the top, right? And I think that's just ergonomically correct for me anyway. For you, yeah. yeah. Um, so. But no, but Teenage Mutant Turtles Shredder's Revenge is a throwback brawler. Um, that looks quite cool. I actually like the pixel art in this, actually. I don't like uh, the faces of the turtles, but other than that, it looks pretty good. Like even the music in the intro, which I can't play, it, it's 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 even the intro is just like the uh, original, but yeah, it is slightly updated. You know, yeah, it doesn't ruin it like a lot of other th- you know games do, where it's like this ain't Ninja Turtles. What the hell is this? You know? No, it, it looks really cool. We're definitely I'm definitely got to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely an awesome throwback, and the fact that, like, like the last, like, obviously, we've got Streets of Rage 4, which is a throwback. Like, beat-em-ups, there's not, well, there's some, a handful of beat-em-ups. Um, I think what I'm thinking about is, like, obviously, we got Streets of Rage 4, which is really good. We need a new Double Dragon, like a real new Double Dragon. And not With Double like, Dragon, what, Neon? <laughs> <laughs> no, like a, a a real double dragon, like a pure kick-ass double dragon. Um, yeah, and four players, like in there. How about an open world double? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm waiting for you to serious. talk about battle royale. That's all. <laughs> no, I well, you laugh, but at the same time, a battle royal fight like 3D fighting game would be pretty dope. And I'm not talking about insane, but like. If you built it to play like a basic 3D fighting game with the camera behind you, just straight up combat, no fireballs or anything like that, and you put it in like a city where people are running around beating each other till they're dead now, you could do something cool with that. But what I mean is like, give me a gritty reboot of Double Dragon that is 3D, fully built like GTA fucking city. That you're playing as the Double Dragon Brothers and you're walking around, you're trying to like free the city from the from the Shadow Gang. It would be hard to do. It would I not be want, hard. To I, do. I really wouldn't want a 3D. I'd still want it 2D. It do, you say that, but if they did it right, you wouldn't care. Like if it had a huge budget and it was like, we're gonna have an open world that is as detailed and beautiful as like a GTA game, but doesn't play like that shit. <laughs> And it plays like a good game, mm. like, for example, the combat in the new God of War. Mm. You could make an excellent single player double dragon with two player, you know, someone jumps in and fights with you. That would be pretty damn dope. I like imagine Yakuza. You, th- you see how Yakuza is? Imagine if it was like that, but instead of but much bigger open world and better combat. It would not be hard to do. Mm. It's just no one's going to do it because Double Dragon's dead. And if they did, one of them would be turned into a girl. I just, I just can't wait until we're not like super like, well, not, we're not really afraid, but like until it's like a little bit more safe for us to go out so we can start like doing shit again, like streaming and uh, yeah, pissing know, in the woods. game smash and stuff like that. Like making videos. Yeah, like for instance, like PAX, I don't think PAX is obviously going to happen in June. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. Are you trying to say they might have PAXed it in? (laughs) Well, no. Well, they did announce they are. Well, they announced that 
PAX Australia is going to be a physical show um, in October. Well, that's a possibility. Um, but they also yeah. said that PAX East was going to happen, but that's not going to happen. No, no, they didn't say it was going to happen. They said it. Oh, what do you call gonna, it? Might. They were going to try. Were, yeah, they were going to try. They didn't say it would. They, they're saying PAX Australia is going to happen mm-hmm. physically. So I don't know what the difference is. Like, obviously, I know what the difference is. We're a little too close. Um, and Massachusetts restrictions are there's a lot more restrictions than Rhode Island. Well, I thought that Massachusetts was a reopening. No, no, no. Connecticut is going to be reopening by like mid-April, I think. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like one of the first ones, um, I think. So, but with our lieutenant governor, we a lot of people think they're going to follow suit with Connecticut, but I'm not sure what Massachusetts is going to do. But still, the fact is, like, I mean, I don't see obviously with them. Like, I don't think we're only like we're like 80 days away from the actual date. Um, and there's no tickets house yet. So it's, oh, not, yeah, yeah. It, it's really not going to happen. People are, they're not going to go ahead and post tickets for sale like a month before. You know what I mean? How people are going to have time to plan yeah. for accommodations and well, everything Well, you can't else. get accommodations either. Well, that's the thing too. <laughs> they're not going to, they're not going to sell tickets if people can't get hotels. Mm-hmm. Like, especially from out of state, which a lot of people go to, uh, pack from out of state. Yeah. They co-rent rooms and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, which people won't be able to do. Yeah. So if the money is not there, not to mention how many um, companies are going to send representatives to actually set, represent their game. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a lot of people because they're not going to risk the health of their employees. Yeah. Um, they, don't, they don't care about their employees, dude. Where do you get that like, from? <laughs> and especially like a good portion of the video game industry is from Japan. Obviously, there's a bunch of representatives that come in from Japan to PAX East. Mm-hmm. Um, Japan's on still a full super lockdown still way worse than us like they're like I mean so there's no way they would be showing up yeah so like most people are still completely working from home in Japan Not nobody is going to into a factory or into anywhere or an office building or anything like that they're all working from home yeah so they would never show up at PAX so I just yeah. I, <clears throat> I just want to make a new video <laughs> no, yeah, well, yeah, we need a new video. We need a new video. <laughs> Is it gonna be before I move though? <laughs> that it probably won't be, but um, yeah. So That's I mean, month anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're getting subscribers still. So. I know. <laughs> we're getting subscribers. We're almost at seven hundred. Subscribe to the someday we'll do something videos. We're almost yep. at seven hundred. So. I mean, who knows? I'm sure there's, yeah. I mean, who knows? But anyway, let's go on to this last story. So I don't want to. <laughs> so anti-piracy firm uh, DeNovo brings anti-cheat tools to PS5. So supposedly they are coming to PS5 for developers to use. And they're also coming to Steam, I guess, pretty soon as well. Um, you got to get that anti-cheat in a thing that almost has no cheaters in it. <laughs> What the PS5? Um, no, just in general, console gaming, it, it, it they're still there, but it's extremely low. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just a waste. So, yeah, um, a lot of like obviously, the CEO pointed out, yes, che- cheating ruins video games for honest players. Yes, he's definitely right. Um, 
and obviously he points out this can lead to lower sales and everything else. Yes, we know the we know what happened with cheaters. Yes. <laughs> um Yeah, but, but okay, this is the problem though with this company though, which I do not think this software will last, or I don't think a lot of developers will actually even use it. Um the reason why is it only points out very slightly in this article. Um, but there's software that they use for Android. Supposedly it works fairly well. But the problem is it's, it's a resource hog. Yes, it's a super resource hog. Um, it was on Doom Eternal for the first month it was released, and then uh, Bethesda took it off. Because people I, know I heard about it before. Yeah, because the reason why is because, for instance, like a game like Doom Eternal, this is what was happening. Bethesda tells you what the game's recommended to be used on. Like, and then there's like the recommended, and then there's obviously if you want to, well, there's the requirements and the recommended. The requirements, people are like, okay, cool. So obviously people don't have a lot of money. So you only have an old PC, but they still want to play Doom Eternal. They were like running at, over the recommended and running into problems playing the game. I mean, under the, you mean required. And then Bethesda looked into it and they found out the reason why was because the anti-cheat software was requiring more than what they were saying the game was actually designed to be ran at. And As then, if they needed to look into it to figure that out. Um, and that's what happened. It's fucking obvious. But that, wasn't the first time. <laughs> but that wasn't the first time that this happened with this company. Like, the company's plan is great, but the problem is you have to... It's weird. And I know it's got to be tough as a... Uh, you mean anti-cheat software developer because you want your software to work really well. And the problem is you might need a lot of power to make that happen, but you can't use resources that the game is going to need. So you have to develop anti-cheat software. That's going to require almost no power. And that's where like that problem lies. Um, so. And then there's obviously the whole thing using DMR, which is a whole other mess and everything else if you use that. So, I mean, it's it's not an easy thing. Um, and it's weird because, like, I don't know, we live in such a strange age. Because I think it's just because such a mass amount of people, like, 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 it's obviously taboo to cheat in a game. No, but, it's not, or else no one would do it. Like nobody well, cares. Well, no, no, but it is. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody cares because kids are raised nowadays to not want a challenge. So more and more people cheat because as those videos on YouTube show you, when people catch these people cheating, in their mind, they're just good. They in their mind, they're king shit. They can nobody can compete with them. They're great players, and it's like, no, you're trash. But they've been raised to believe that they're good at everything, so they think they don't see it as cheating. It's just normal to them to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's weird because if we lived like, if it was more of a taboo and more of an understanding, I guess that's that's more of a civilized age, I guess you could say. <laughs> if people, oh. if, if kids were on, if kids were taught that a challenge isn't something to be to run away from, then they yeah. wouldn't be worried about it as much. Yeah, but yeah. kids these days are all expecting participation awards. No, oh, yeah. Like I, I'm still waiting for a battle royal where no one gets killed. <laughs> and there's no didn't real you way. Win, didn't you win yesterday by not killing anybody? We we won a game the other day, but not firing a shot because oh, one of our teammates dropped, so we were only two left. So we circled the the circle till we got to the end, and then we waited for the last team to come in, and they got caught outside the circle and were killed. So we won without firing a shot. There you go, passive. <laughs> passive yeah. it wasn't intentional but if you you know 
you shouldn't be playing against you shouldn't be picking fights when you're down a player mm-hmm. you know if you're down a player you should be manipulating the map yeah 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 and that's exactly what we did and it, it felt good um no but i think it is like it's a matter of like like for like if you were like it seems like i don't know what happened like if other kids like if their friends would you mean point out to them like if groups of friends if they like saw their friend cheating at a game but like hey dude that's not really cool or maybe trash on them when they cheat yeah or when exactly they yeah just I mean, trash on them for being bad that will help yeah well that too but i mean it's like i mean because that's how things like you look through civilization that's how usually things were dealt with um but this yeah, is a whole other you problem. bully someone and set them straight but the the problem is here though like we also deal with like there's people that make money off hacking too like it's a whole another it's a business in its own right which is crazy see here's the thing people don't understand bullying has its place in society because it puts it it puts people in check you don't bully everyone but like i'll give you an example remember when i was a kid and there was that kid that his name was karenin nate the the fat kid we called him Candyman. oh yeah yeah yeah, okay I never made fun or messed with that kid my entire life when I was a kid. But mm. every chance he got, he would run his mouth and try to pick a fight with me and then run to get a teacher. Yeah. That's the kind of kid that gets bullied because it puts them in their place. You you bitch slap them and they never <laughs> run their mouth again. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen anymore. So now you have all these kids who never get bitch slapped and put in their place running their mouth, acting like children. And then what you end up with? Cancel culture, where everybody's canceling everybody because they're offended, and no one tells them to shut the fuck up and go away. Mm. And that's the same thing with cheaters. These cheaters never learn a lesson about cheating in these games because nobody fucking... Their parents never taught them to be to not be fucking douchebags. Well, you yeah. Know? Yeah, pretty much, it's yeah. Basically what it is. Their parents never slapped them and taught them anything, so they don't have the strength to stand up on their own so therefore they're they're not going to play a fair game because they don't have the strength to lose they they're afraid to lose so they don't bother trying like yeah. losing hurts their feelings so they just cheat to make sure they can <laughs> and then they still lose sometimes and their response is to fucking flip out <laughs> <laughs> oh i've yeah, seen Dude, I, I watched a video with a guy brought in a cheater to talk to the dude, and he was living in such a delusional world. He was like, no, man, my aim's on point. And the guy's like, you're using an aimbot. You're hacking. He's like, no, 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 my aim's on point. But you're hacking. And the guy's like, well, yeah, I have hacks, but that's not why I'm winning. I, my, my aim's on point. It's like, the guy's like, so you don't use an aimbot? He's like, oh, no, when, I, when, I aim, when I'm playing, my gun will automatically aim at you. Well, then you use, your aim's not on point. Oh, no, my aim's on point. No, you're a fucking retard. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand what cheating actually is because you're stupid. Wow. That's (laughs) it was a pretty funny video, dude. They talked in circles for like two minutes. On point. (laughs) Yeah, I was like they talked in circles for like two minutes. And then he and then the guy was like, No, I'm just real way better than you. (laughs) And the streamer was like, Yeah, sure you are. (laughs) Yeah, but there's also people out there like this. But no, but I've watched one of those videos too, and I've watched other videos where they were talking to a hacker, and they had him like grayed out because uh, he didn't want to show his face on the th- on the video, or whatever. Because he's he ashamed like, of himself. Well, no, he, and he was saying he's like, I just 
pretty much he pretty much admitted yeah, he's like trolling. He's like I I tried to get like you know, this was uh, he was a cheater from Warzone, and he was like I've tried to like kill like try to kill most of the map, see if I could do it, just for fun. And I'm like, yeah, but that don't doesn't care. make like, it better. Like, they oh, don't so care. You're, trolling. you're still a piece of shit, dude. And they don't care. A... But that, that's the thing. They don't care. They're ruining the game for everybody else. No, that's the thing. I don't think. It, I think it's a self defense mechanism. I don't think anybody wants to cheat. I think deep down inside, they they know they can't compete, so they cheat, and then they come up with an excuse to cover it mm. and say like, "Oh, well, I'm just trolling." No, you're trolling because you're bad. It's it, it happens like when I used to play World of Warcraft, and I'd be like. I'd be calling up, get the flag bearer or something, and people would just run their mouth and not do it. And I'm like, I don't think they're really there to lose. No one goes into a game to lose and troll for fun. I think the reason why they're claiming they're trolling is because they're actually not good enough to realize what's going on. Like, they can't read the battlefield correctly. Mm. So when someone's running across the map with the flag, they don't react fast enough to get there and stop them because they're just that bad at the game. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. just cover it with, oh, I'm trolling. When in reality, it's just that they're bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's literally what it is. These people are just terrible, and they cover it with, I'm trolling. Well, if they put as much effort into trolling as playing the game, they'd get better. Yeah, they put more effort into learning how to play. They would get by the problem sooner or later, but they're not going to do that because it's, it's not in their nature because they've probably been given everything they want their whole life without any work at all. Yeah. Which is probably really what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with Smurfs, dude. Like, you get people who make it to, like, Challenger League and League of Legends, and they're good. They're good at the game. They, they're they better than me because they're in Challenger League. But they're not good enough to compete in Challenger League. They're just good enough to get to it. So they, they make new accounts and play in Bronze League, and they go, oh, I'm just having fun trolling on people because they're trash. And it's like, secretly, you're trash too, dude. That's why you're there. You're yeah. here because you can't compete in Challenger, but you don't want to lose your Challenger ranking. And you know if you play like five games in Challenger, you're going to get blown out and get dropped back down to gold. So you just play on this mode instead to yeah. hide from it because you know you're not good enough. Pretty much. It's basically what it is. It's a, it's a self-defense mechanism for being trash. <laughs> it's kind of like when I argued with you that you were ignore you – you you have a habit of ignoring everything around you when you're running to a camp a, a place to loot and you mm. told me it's not a habit you're doing it on purpose the truth is it is a habit you just don't want to admit it and you're trash you forget what <laughs> you don't pay attention to your no he doesn't pay attention to his surroundings he forgets his surroundings and then he doesn't realize until he's getting blasted that he should have been looking around while running up to the thing it's a habit but he doesn't want to admit it because He's trash. Then he has to admit that. He, has to. <laughs> uh, okay. he just doesn't want to admit it. it. It's the same with me. I do it all the time, too. Um, people don't like admit sh admitting shortcomings, and people hide behind, like, cheats and shit when they do it. Mm -hmm. It's just the way they are. Okay. Let's move on to technology, Ranting pop culture. Cheaters. <laughs> we'll get into a story out of the EU that aims to double chip manufacturing. Um, shit manufacturing and t-mobile is kind of a gonna sell your data a little bit and we'll get into that we have the reboot of resident evil movies coming soon oh boy i can't wait for those to be bad and a uh kind of a debacle that happened with the snyder cut just recently oh man i wish i had seen it okay i really don't want to wait 
I know. Anyway. <laughs> so before we get into all these stories for technology, um, what the heck has anybody been checking out like this last like two weeks? Have I watched anything these last two weeks? Um, let's see. I watched Project Aiko because I always watch Project Aiko. Um, uh, PUBG World Championship. I messed around with that a little bit. Watched some of that. Um, nothing else really. I mean, random movies here and there, but I, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. I've been working too much on D and D, dude. Mm. Just impossible to do anything else really. Oh, and AEW. I watched AEW Revolution. I'll I'll bring this up because this is something we I can talk about. I know you guys don't watch wrestling, but this. All right, I'm a big fan of AEW. I like pretty much everything they do, but this is a good example of how you can fuck up everything good you did in one thing. Uh-oh. It's like that last season of Game of Thrones sours you on the rest of Game of Thrones. So the end of this show had a exploding barbed wire death match. All right. The whole match was excellent until the very end where they did a bit where um, they knocked out John Moxley and left him in the ring to be blown up by the ring. That's going to explode at the end of the match. And then right before it blows up, his friend comes out to cover him, like trying to save him. And the ring's supposed to blow up and the pyrotechnics didn't work. So the only thing that happened was fucking sparklers on all four of the cor- the, the ring ropes went off. And because the guy in the ring who was covering Moxley didn't see it because he had his head down covering the dude, he sold it like he had gotten shot. <laughs> so he rolls over like he's been shot, like he's supposed to because exploding ring. And EMTs and paramedics come running out to help this guy. And all that happened was sparklers went off. (laughs) So everybody's looking at the pay-per-view like it was the worst thing in history, even though the pay-per-view was fucking amazing, except for that one second. And it literally, this guy looked like he had been shot and they were checking him to make sure he wasn't dead. And I'm like, dude, he got killed by sparklers. (laughs) It was pretty funny. I hope it doesn't kill the company because they do great work, but it was... It was bad, dude. <laughs> uh, it, it was bad, man. Oh. <laughs> Hilarious and bad all at the same time. <laughs> I, I must find this video. <laughs> I'll show you a clip of it, dude. Because it's, dude, it's amazing. Because he comes running out and he tries to drag him away, but he's too heavy because this guy's kind of small. So they get, you're like, oh, wow, this is really fucking cool. They're making Eddie Kingston like, they they hate each other, but they're also, they're also friends from when they were kids. So they have like, like, it's a great bit. They're doing a great storyline here. And then the ring doesn't blow up and ruins the entire bit. It's just idiotic. Oh, well. These things happen. <laughs> no, that's the problem. They don't. <laughs> Bazinga. So I, uh, I, I watched that, uh, the pilot to uh, Debris. Debris? What the hell is Debris? Debris is a, a new show by the guy who did Fringe. Okay, so bad. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And right. uh, it's about, like, basically in space there was a, a 
UFO that exploded in space and all the parts are flew onto Earth. And when people like touch them, it does crazy stuff. Ooh, I'll check the show out then. Yeah, I've, there's only no. been the first episode, but it, it was pretty I, good. I do need to get the full DVD collection of that show you like so much, though, Nate. What? Um, uh, the Expanse. Because I keep getting too lazy to watch it when I'm streaming it. So I just need to buy the Blu-ray collection and watch all The Expanse. Because I hear Wait. it's really good. Oh, yeah, it is really good. Um, yeah. But if you're streaming it, it's the same thing as popping in a DVD. Like no, but, dude, I don't... Dude, I stream through nefarious means. Okay. Everything. So, like, when I stream it, I have to go onto a website that, like, requires me to close 15 advertisements every time I start the new page. <laughs> the new thing. Those um, are the worst. And it's just shit that it makes it so I don't want to watch all the new episodes. So I need something that doesn't put that annoying shit in my way. And I'm not going to pay for it because well, screw you people for putting your shit I mean, on all sorts of different I, stuff. Actually, I could add it to the, obviously, I could add it to my server. I just don't because I have it out because I have Amazon Prime. So I have If you added it, it to your server, I would probably watch the whole thing for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll try it's to add just, it. It's just very aggravating to deal with that shit, dude. Uh, and I'm not, like, it, it, I don't want to steal this shit, but I'm not paying for 15 different streaming services. All right? Yeah, it is pretty well, bad. Now, but, this is something we talked about in the past about streaming services and how there's too many now. There, I'm, there's yeah, too many. There I'm is too fucking many. sick of it. Period. Like, for Amazon, your shit. like for Amazon Prime, like I, I order from Amazon all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so you I, know I, mean? I, I don't, I don't care what they have to say. Guess what? I have a website where I can watch um, all of the wheel time and all that shit as long as I watch it within three months of its release. So I'm not worried about the future. This is stuff I have to catch up on. I can't watch on. Uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have a site that works great. There's no advertisements on this site. It works perfectly, so I don't have to worry about anything new. It's just old shit. Mm-hmm. So kiss my ass. I'm not doing it, Amazon, because it's been out for a while. You should have already farmed that shit out to Netflix and somewhere else because people shouldn't be paying 15 bucks for for every goddamn Tom, Dick, and Harry. Well, that's the that problem. Like, deserve a streaming site. When, when like there's a show we want to watch, we're like, okay, let's see if it's on anything. So we're like, what is it streaming on? And then you're, like, you're oh. turning it in. Dude, you're turning it into cable. Yeah. Because now I start out with one thing, Netflix. Now I have to buy five other packages of shit if I want to watch all this stuff. Like I paid and it's for just I, getting sick. Nick. I paid for a year of Hulu and a year of Disney Plus. Amy's got the Netflix and the uh, the Netflix. She's gonna be getting Peacock because that's what the WWE Network's going to. Hmm. We get we got Amazon Prime and then we got uh, HBO Max because you get it free through AT and T with her plan. And it's yeah. like it's so stupid because like. Dude, no one cares about Peacock. There won't be anything good on Peacock. Yeah, no. Just um, like there's nothing good on CBS, or at least not enough to, to pay for their shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know like, Nate likes the new Star Trek, but the new Star Trek is not enough for me to be paying you 15 bucks a month for that. You don't have enough good content. Tony Camper loves Discovery, by the way. Holy crap, he loves Discovery. You can't so talk bad. about it. Holy I feel shit. so bad for Tony Camper. He, he says it's... What, one of the he best? says literally, this is a quote from him, the best sci-fi since the original Star Trek came out. Well, that's not true because The Expanse is amazing. Well, he hasn't seen The Expanse yet. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you watched anime, not true because yeah. half the Gundams that came over the last 10 years are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he's not too into car- <clears throat> well, anime. It, <laughs> but he's talking He's talking from a point like because – um, Tony Camper is a Trek fan. Like, he's a Trekkie for the most part. Mm. He loves Star Trek. So, 
I like Tony Camper, but he's wrong. <laughs> that show was terrible. Absolutely great. I cannot wait for the fourth season. Of course not. You're a loser. Um, <laughs> like in the fact that, well, it shows a testament to the show. Like they were actually only planning to do three seasons, and at the end of the third season, it seems like a series finale. The way it ended, it's not a testament. Um, do you know how big, dude? Do you know how big Star Trek was after Generations? Hmm. I mean, uh, after um, uh, what do you call it? The Next Generation. Do you, you do you? Big. What do you mean how big? About nine times bigger than it is now. That's how bad um these new star trek shows are um but no like it's like they were literally planning just three seasons like because you can see how it ended it ended it like like a series finale the end of the third season um but the third season did so well they asked the director could you please come back we're gonna we're what do you call we're doing a fourth season and they're shooting the fourth season right now um so that doesn't dude that's like that's like saying the the one legged man did great in the ass kicking contest because he kicked the guy once and fell over. Um, like this show, no, but like its show got like progressively so much better. Like the yeah, second but the season... popular dude, you could. My point is, you're you're happy that you're getting shit because it's shit that you wanted. Like if if they were doing Star Trek right, they'd still have 10, 20 million people watching it. That's the problem. Like you're getting shit, but it's better than nothing. That's why you enjoy it. Um, well, I'm getting actually well, you have okay. Picard, though, don't you? Or is that over? Well, Picard, yeah, but no, Picard, they no, Picard, Picard is too. Picard is really good. They're uh, we're getting there's a lot of rumors, like, and there's people that have hinted at like a lot of people from generations that are going to be on the next season, which is really cool, and from Voyager, um, and a couple people, obviously, from Deep Space Nine that are going to be on the next season, too. So, like, the next season of Picard is going to be really good, too. Um, but for for Discovery, though. The thing I like the most is I'm getting a lot of the little bits and pieces that they didn't get to follow up with with Enterprise because they canceled it after the fourth season. So Discovery's followed up with a lot of the little storylines that went on in that show and finished them, which is cool. Hmm. So um, the only thing they didn't finish, and there's actually been hints at a possible Enterprise movie because the fifth season, well, given the timeline, it was it should have been the Romulan War. Um, and it didn't, and obviously we never got the fifth season and that was distinctly, obviously what it would have been because it was only a couple years away from the, where the timeline was. Um, so, and we know the Romulan war took place right after the Federation was founded. So. Yeah. Cool. They're, they're, they're throwing nostalgia in with a cast of characters. Nobody likes. No, the cat. Oh my God. The characters like Are terrible. No, they're great. Like <laughs> they do. Oh, yeah, the first season's a char- all character building for the most part, a good portion of it. The second season is slowly building this huge story arc that they're going into while adding a couple of the characters and where they're going. And then when you get into the third season, character development's all there. The core storyline is now have a structure, and now it's just the main event, the whole season, which is awesome. And then it wow, ends well, you hear so that? They great. had to do two seasons to build characters because well, they were so bad. But no, like I was watching, I'll have to link to a video. Uh, all Star Trek series have done this same exact format. The same exact format in every single series. There was a lot of interesting stuff at the start of uh, Generations, dude. No, there was all, like, it took them, like, people pointed out, it took them almost three seasons to do character development on that show. It took a long time. There's a difference between having Um, some character development, but also having a storyline that was interesting. Yeah. Which is what that was. The first two, the seasons I watched of Discovery were just uninteresting. The off- just because it took a, just because they were doing character building doesn't mean it wasn't it was good. It no, was but, uninteresting shit. 
Yeah, but there's almost like no constant storyline in Generations. There is for like two episodes or maybe three at most. Yeah, but it was better that way. No. That if you're going to write a constant storyline, you have to do it well. And they're not doing it well in Discovery. Discovery is fucking terrible, dude. No, they did such a great job with a. You're not going to bend me on this, dude. It's freaking terrible. <laughs> um, Move on um, to the next storyline. Uh, I don't care about your walk, your woke track. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. Absolutely great. I'll have to pull. Uh, we'll have to pull Tony Camp on a special segment here. <laughs> I don't care about woke track. <laughs> But I'm not going to argue with Tony Camper because I'm not going to fight with Tony Camper because I like Tony Camper. Um, anyway, no, but okay. So one thing. All right. So I finished watching the show I didn't mention before, Leftovers, which is a great show. Um, it's done by one of the creators of Lost, uh, David Lindelof. Um, it actually is a really good show. It ended really well. It only got three seasons, um, but that was from the beginning to end, complete storyline. Um, but it is really neat. Like. The storyline is obviously 2% of the population is gone one day out of the blue. Just 2% of the population on the earth is gone. Um, and obviously this causes a whole bunch of certain religious groups thinks that certain things and other groups think it's, it's a neat show and it ends really well. And they do give a follow-up exactly what happened by the end. They let you know, they kind of tie it up exactly what happened. Which I, is I cool. really hate to do this, but that show wasn't very good either. No, it, it was, it was good. I, I actually fairly enjoyed it. Um, it, it was one of HBO's less successful shows, which. <laughs> what show is this? Oh, uh, The Leftovers. The Leftovers? It, it felt like they hired The Leftovers to write it. Um, what, no, it was practice? good. Like, if you watch the whole thing, like, it's a really. It's a storyline that's put together well, and they have a very good build, and it's structured. And then, like, it comes together by the end of the third season really well. Oh. oh. I think I just got myself killed. So, I mean, it's really well done, but there is a new show. Okay, so you guys have uh, heard me point out Dark is easily the best show on current television. Well, as far as streaming goes, it's for the most oh, that's, part. Oh, that's television, not tel- true, television in general. I would say nope. Dark Dark is easily the best show in our current era that nope. I've seen in like the last like 20 years. Dark is... Yeah just easily like you need to add that is that i've seen because i've seen dark and dark is good but i've seen some other Um, shows and it is not the best dark is like the directing is absolutely great it's kind of gray at at best oh yeah (laughs) the directing is great the the storyline is absolutely amazing like the producers and everybody just did such a great job the acting is so good on that show all the actors they got were just like i mean warrior is better it comes down to the direction, like, I mean, and the character building was just very well done. Um, and the symbology in it throughout the, all the episodes, every moment has a meaning in that show. Like, there isn't a second wasted on film where it doesn't show something that matters to the core storyline. Warrior is better. Uh, which is really cool. But there's a new show by the same producers, but not the same directors um, that I've already started and finished. Um, called Tribes of Europa, which is really good so far. Um, it's a lot more action than dark, obviously. Have but, you ever and, noticed that he never watches a show and comes on here and goes, that show was terrible? Um, it's like he no, has a complex. <laughs> no, there's been a few I've actually mentioned that I've started. You anyway. have never mentioned a show on here that you thought sucked. Um, so, <laughs> no, but Tribes of yeah, obviously it's, it's a, it's a, dystopian future where I think the, the only thing you said was was the star wars book that was bad yeah, oh, that yeah. Was bad. That was i bad. can't wait to hear about rock 
the new character being introduced in the next bu- book, a rock. <laughs> a rock. Um, the starship. Oh. You tell me, you heard about that, right, Nate? Yeah, yeah. Tell me you were like, I've never watched reading this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, Are you, yeah. Dude, no, there is no we'll see, dude. It's a fucking talking rock. <laughs> He's excited for it. Come on. Like, Jesus Christ, Nate. It's going to say, I, I, I am rock. I could have wrote something better. Mine would be a talking poo. <laughs> um, <laughs> the freaking rock. Oh, man. No. Can't but... even come up with a name for the starship. It's just no. called the ship. <laughs> well, actually, um, one oh, of no. the earlier. Oh, wow. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> one of the earlier, the uh, one of the great. Actually, this came out. Actually, I think those books came out in. Early 2000, The Lost Tribes of the Sith uh, was a really small little book series that actually tied into the main storyline later on. And their ship was just called Ship. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Even if the rest of the series was good, the it idea was, that was good. they couldn't come up with a name for the ship, so they just called it Ship? Yeah, they just called it Ship. Is Dude, that's so stupid. <laughs> it's so bad. No, that's what I was saying, too, when I originally read that, too. And it, but it's the rest of it's really good, actually. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's... The ship, ship. What is what's the like, name of the ship? Ship. Just okay. so stupid. It's so ship. It's like they're hiring these kids out of, of high school to write these things, <laughs> and they're like, "Did you take a writing class?" And the kids like, "I slept through one." You're hired. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the one thing is though, a book I finished reading, like a really fucking good book. It it's it's mostly about productivity and business management and stuff like that, but. Um, fairly boring stuff for this podcast, but I find it interesting. But and I found out a lot of stuff about a lot of the Fortune 500, like top companies in the fucking world, and they do exactly the opposite of the company I work for. And I'm like, I want to smack people. <laughs> oh, is this what you told me about the other day? Yeah, <laughs> I really want to smack people. Like, I can guarantee the company I work for. The only reason why they survive is because they pour on the poor. They prey on the poor. That's all it is. That's the only reason why they even exist. No, it's they because they're too. It's too big to fail, dude. Once you yeah. get to a they did good when they started. And once they got to a certain point, it didn't mat- matter if they screw up because they're just everywhere. Yeah. They, Too, well, much they on, Too much Well, no, they prey, they prey on the poor because um, the way they get stuff is that they feel people, you know, I mean, it's the only way they can go. That's the only place they, they feel they can go. Actually, Nate, what they really do is they prey on China. Well, not well, really prey on China. They, <laughs> work, they work with China along with Democrats to prey on China's ability to make slave labor clothing and equipment, which well, is too. why this is, which is why every single time you have a, um, a democratic controlled government, a lot more regulations with China go down and a lot more money comes from China because we're in bed with these people, slaving these people out because mm. of our democratic leadership. That doesn't this happen. Is, That's not true. Well, it's, anyway, it's one. I'm not being political here. It's 100% true that that's that's how Walmart gets away with this shit, because our government allows this shit to happen with China because we live off of it. That's where they get their money. They get paid to allow this. Well, and then well they have you well, know, se- it's several camps. companies. It's not just one. Well, well, the one thing I could point out, like on this book that I found really interesting, though, is like, um, well, Grim doesn't really go to so much meetings, but we do like pointless fucking meetings. Absolutely pointless that don't get you anywhere at all. Do not uh, do no, anything. No, no. Here's the thing. We do 
because every month I have to sit through a shrink meeting, a safety meeting, oh. a general oh. store meeting where all they do is tell us the sales, oh. which are useless because they really just need to tell us how well we're doing with our insiders because that's how our hours are calculated now. Yeah. Um, but like, like I sit through retarded meetings all the time. Um, and well, no, I like, do, yeah. My new well, assistant is such an idiot that I sit through things I shouldn't have to sit through all the time. Well, okay. Yeah. Beyond pointless. And the top five companies in like Forbes do not do that <laughs> at all. Um, like one guy literally has a meeting at the beginning of every month. That's eight hours a day. That's eight hours the whole day on a Monday, but you're not allowed to bring your phone. You're not allowed to answer email. You're not allowed to do any of that. The whole entire meeting for eight hours is just a bullshit about the good and the bad of the company and just reflect on, you know I mean, just working at the company. That's it. You know, just, you know, reflect on how shit shit is. Not, not worry about the numbers, not any of that bullshit, just actually just bullshit about how things are going. On a real basis, not Instead like... Instead of being told, get over yeah. it. That's how it works. Exactly. Like, let's find out, like, and he's like, obviously, he, the owner claims the success because of this, because things actually come out and they find out what's actually really wrong with the company and they fix it. Mm-hmm. And what things are not working and what they can do Dude, to actually fix it. My company, where I work is so ass backwards stupid that a month and a half ago, they sent us the, the, the 20 pallets of soil that we're supposed to get but told us they couldn't go out until tomorrow. So they've been sitting in my seasonal stock room for two months. Well, where to go? We've what? had. No, but eight. here's the thing. Here's the thing. You <laughs> were allowed, you're allowed to sell them, right? Yeah. We weren't, we had to keep them in that stock room. So then after they did that, they started sending our packaways and our seasonal stock that we can't put out yet. So we had to start lining up pallets of seasonal stock in the toy department because we didn't have a place to put them because the stock room is filled with 20 pallets of soil that we're not allowed to put out yet. <laughs> then last week, they sent me eight pallets of pool shock. <laughs> Can you guess what can't go in the stock room with yeah. soil? Well, Chemicals, yeah. the pool shock. Well, pool shock it'll shock. explode. Yeah. Well, so they were like, you'll have, the fire. "You'll have to keep that over on. You have to keep that stuff on your your stock stock side." Okay, fine. We'll keep it over there. All last week, I got three trucks each with twenty four pallets on them to <laughs> put in a back room that had fifteen of its pallets filled with seasonal uh with seasonal stock that I'm not allowed to put on the floor yet. <laughs> we had to bring another truck to the other door and put pallets on that truck at that door. And the reason why it was done was not because the back the the the, the 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 warehouse was backed up. It was just rushed out because they rented the space of the warehouse to another company for a month. Oh Jesus! Wow. Yeah, that's, that's messed up. It's the best thing that I got because my manager sat down and told me that it cost them more money to make the space and send the ship to us than they got renting it out. <laughs> So oh. some big brain, dumbass son of a bitch, probably yeah. a liberal, literally <laughs> came up with this plan and lost the company money with the plan. Ugh. Like, I I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to work now. Yeah, yeah, that's just stupid. Anyway. Like, I could not, I could not believe that no one vetted this and made sure that we would make money off of it before doing it. Oh.
So yeah. anyway, and that's economy talk with get ticked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton of people are, are listening to us and going, "Yeah, I fucking hate the meetings I go to." Dude, that's retardation, <laughs> not um, economy talk. Um, anyway, so, so that more to the economy and how things are progressing. So the EU aims to double chip manufacture amid the growing fears about digital sovereignty. So the European Union wants to double the chip manufacturing, about put about twenty percent of the global market by 2030, quite a bit. Uh, the goal is to be part of a new digital compass plan announced yesterday, which aims to boost digital sovereignty by funding various high-tech individuals. Um, so the one thing I found funny about this article, because as well as doubling chip output, they actually want to um, have 5G access and all, everybody, basically every household to have access to gigabit internet, well, 5G and gigabit internet. 5G will be a thing of the past by 2030. <laughs> Most likely. It'll be like ancient by then. I think it'll be... What's the... What is it? 2021? Eh. How long did 4G last for? Oh, how long did 4G last for? I'm trying to think when I first had 4G. Actually, it's been like 10 years. Yeah. yeah, a little more than that. Yeah. 2009. Yeah, so wow, it's actually been. Holy shit, I didn't think 4G. 4G's lasted a while. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Give it a couple, maybe 2032. 20, 20, so, so they'll have 5G in every household by the time the next big thing's rolling out. Hopefully by then it'll be real 5G where it's like gigabit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. right now it's... I have 5G here now, and it's uh, it's not faster than my internet connection. I can tell you that. No, and obviously gigabit internet. Obviously by 2030, that's not that's not that bad. I mean, that might be actually around what because you're going to by 2030. The way things progress, you're going to need gigabit internet. <laughs> like in like 2010 and tw like 2010, you can get away with like five megabits up and five megabits down. That's not happening nowadays. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. By 2030, there's going to be things that are going to require a whole lot more data. So I hope they get it by gigabit everywhere. By um, And the thing is, I hope is that they get this like they've somewhat. Well, obviously, Elon Musk is actually fairly for the most part, actually, with his company. Starlink is finally fixing our problem with the Midwest. God, you With, just can't get enough of Felicio in that man, can you? Well, <laughs> how, like, how long has broadband existed and is still not in places in the Midwest? Um, and up in the upper mountain regions and stuff in our country. Mm -hmm. And there's still no broadband in those areas. And in, like, the rural areas of, like, West Virginia and stuff like that, there's no broadband. Um, like, how is that possible? That's a good question. Like, and Elon Musk is the first one to actually finally have something affordable that people actually are starting to get their kits, the Starlink kits now. Well, well not, to, not to circle back, but the reason is very simple. Because we spend way too much money on the wrong things as a government in whole and not enough well, yeah. on infrastructure. And this is a fucking problem that dates back to a certain party again. Won't name names, but if you do your research, you'll find... <laughs> Out that there's a lot more money being spent on I don't know every other country in the world but our own. Mm. 
1.9 trillion dollars 1.5 trillion of it are going to other country <laughs> yeah i haven't, I haven't well, even looked at that yet yeah dude i i saw um a, a crowded video about it where he pointed out like the 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 pie graph of what's going on and it was like something like 72 percent of it is going to other countries wow i don't understand <laughs> instead of infrastructure and shit like that mm -hmm. you can't fix something if you're not spending the money on it because you're too busy handing it out to others you know yeah that's like trying to fix the plumbing in your apartment by giving the money to people who don't live in your apartment or, and you didn't call to come fix your apart your plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pipe burst in Nate's house and Nate gives me 50 bucks but doesn't tell me come fix the pipe. He just gives me 50 bucks and I'll be like, well, I'm going to go fix my pipes. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nate gets up the next day and he's like, why the fuck are my pipes still broken? Because you gave your money to Afghanistan and they didn't show up to fix your pipes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's how it works. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I can name other things that I don't like our money being spent on, but I won't. Yeah, yes. Dude, you're right. I'm just saying, like, the idea that we're giving so much money to every... every... Other countries need it, too. But you should be... Wor like, we should be trying to fix the problem we have right now. Our economy... We can't... If we don't fix our economy then we won't have any money to give to anybody else later. That will just print more. <laughs> if the rest of the world agrees with that, then who cares? Well, it matters if the Rothschilds agree with it, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ones who own the money. Like, they're, like, they own the federal, most of the Federal Reserve, so it's like, that's who we're in debt to. Yeah, well. Like, every dollar ha is debt because of the Federal Reserve. That's fine. Uh, I don't care how it works out. I'm just saying that if you're trying to, you want to save, like, say you want to save the people that live upstairs from where you live hmm. and they're broke and they need money. You can't give them all of your money, but what you can do is sure up your position so that you can then give them money. Hmm. But you can't do that. If you're ignoring the problems in your own place, you know, like you can't help another country survive if you ignore your country, because then you'll be dead too. It's kind of like when you're playing StarCraft, Nate. Like, I can't feed you minerals constantly to protect yourself if I don't have a strong enough economy to keep myself alive at the same time. Hmm. If I'm the only one keeping us alive, then I'm, I got to keep myself standing in order to keep us both alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's a delicate it's really scary. I wa I listened to a podcast a while ago. Um, it was it wasn't that other podcast that I sent to you. Uh, obviously, I've, I'm hoping for him to eventually do a detailed podcast about this. But this other podcast also did a very detailed like breakdown of the fall of Rome, and it's kind of scary. Like some of the things that went on. Yeah, the fall of Rome is a direct correlation to what's going on here, and it's not just yeah. because of the yeah. expansion. But it's also because of ignoring the interior during all that. Yeah, yeah. And you you don't ignore your interior. And it also has a lot to do with the people you have living in your country. When you have a generation of kids who think it's your job to, to 
fend for uh, like feed and fend for everybody around the world, then you don't you don't have anybody fending for themselves. And then eventually, there's too many people sucking on the tail. Oh, actually, one thing I did learn. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this, Grim, but I didn't know this until I listened to uh, a podcast about it. Like the entire about I listened to an entire podcast about the entire legacy of the Hun Dynasty. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, what was a bigger empire, the Hun Dynasty or the Roman Empire? I wouldn't. I want to say Rome, but at the same time, I feel like there was a point when the you Hun you want to say Rome because that's what they taught you in school. It's not the Hun Dynasty was way bigger. Yeah, but <laughs> and, I think, I think and it had more populous and more land. Yeah, but I think it's because the Hun Dynasty would it was in a different location too. Like it's not it's not cut and dry because. Like the place that they controlled, which was like the Mongolian, uh, like what do you call it, plains and shit. No, they are all at- like all of China, all of India, all of like everywhere. And yes, just, like yes, but all of oh. China, all of China was like is like a massive plains with no fucking life except for where the freaking the cities were. That's the thing. Like it was bigger because they controlled all of Asia. Yeah, but they also had a bigger populace too. People didn't than- live all over Asia. They had a bigger populace than the Roman Empire too. Yeah, the Roman the Roman Empire is a different type of empire in size. Like you can't you can't attribute to the Huns the massive amounts of like civil advancement that you can from with Rome. They're two no. separate entities of strength. Basically. No, no, they're actually super similar. Like that's what this podcast pointed out how similar they were. Dude, and I watched they, they only I knew they only knew dude. they only knew very little about each other, which was funny. I was like, "How the hell?" <laughs> it's so I, I watched hardcore history about this. They were similar in some ways, yeah, but they were also vastly dis- different in other ways. Like the Hun Empire was in well, a way some of the technology that the Hun Empire had would have freaking stomped the Roman Empire. Holy shit. Yeah, but at the same time, the <laughs> Roman Empire could have literally marched an army into the middle of those plains and within a day built fortifications to stop the Hun army from moving for years. Like, they both had their strengths that... You're right, they didn't teach enough in the school about the Hun Empire, but it, it's hard to judge which was a better empire because they mm. both did things so differently. Mm. And controlled so well with what they did. Yeah. But you can say this, like the Hun Empire were barbarians to the core, dude. Like No, no, they, they weren't. No, they really were, dude. I'm not talking about intelligence, but like they would march on a city of ten million people and they would line up and slaughter all ten million people. No, no, that was late no. No, no, Nate, Nate. I just got done watching a five part ten hour fucking series. <sighs> From Dan Carl- Carlson, um, hardcore history about how they re- operated. No, that was after the influence of the horse tribes integrated into the Hun Dynasty. No, that was during Genghis Khan, their biggest and highest point. Yes, Genghis Khan came from the horse tribes that wasn't integrated until later. Yeah, but they didn't have a dynasty until Hun- I, we can't go into this. On the- <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. Well, last that was history. The Hun, the Hun Empire <laughs> didn't exist as an empire until <laughs> Genghis Khan. They were nothing more than a big scattered group of tribes. Their Genghis Khan turned them into an empire. So you can't really count that until they become the empire that they were. It doesn't well, make sense. Th- they were they were they were kind of they were still an empire. They were united before the horse tribes invaded. No, they, but were, they were not united they were, until him. They were I'm well, not they were united. You about this, I can tell you right now, I'm 100 percent right about this. He united them. 
Um, That's why he's so big, because he was the one to finally do it. Well, he wasn't, but that's besides why I won't get into that right now. (laughs) You know what is a dynasty? T-Mobile. Okay. So (laughs) T-Mobile is starting a new program. We need to just talk about history on here. Right? right? I know. I can go on for a long time about that. Anyway. Format That second podcast. Yeah. So (laughs) T-Mobile is starting a new program that collects and shares data with advertisers in order to show you ads more relevant to your interests. How about none? That would be relevant to me. So customers will be included by default, but will be allowed to opt out. The carrier announced that the changes in a policy uh, updated last month. It's funny how these changes came after the last CEO left. You know, if you want to know what's real funny, they said it's automatic, but you'll be allowed to opt out. I don't think they plan on telling you in any easy way. No, like it's going to be under a disclosure that's like a page and a half long that you're just going to click through. Exactly. No, you'll have to call uh, Sprint and they'll have to hit a switch or a T-Mobile. Sprint. Sprint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right. and they'll be like, yeah, "Oh but... no!" To do that, you have to finish paying off your uh, your bills. <laughs> um, the new policy will affect both T-Mobile and Sprint uh, former Sprint uh, customers since the companies have now merged since last year. This will allow carriers to share info like your browsing data and your apps. What do you call it? What you use in your app. The policy will go into effect on April 26th. Wait, the company clarified that the info is collected, won't be tied to your name, but it will link a unique mobile advertising, yeah, advertising identifier. So, yeah, if I was a T-Mobile company, I would be, I hope you are listening to this podcast. I mean, probably not, but because <laughs> you're not. point out, you can get pissed all you want. Everybody else is doing it. They just told you. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're AT&T or you're Sprint or Verizon or whatever you are, it's already happening. Yeah. You're just finally being told that it's happening by one of these sites. Well, yeah, yeah. Somebody was yeah. caught, and they're like, we better say something. <laughs> um, I guess they said it to the uh, Wall Street Journal. They spotted it was spotted by the Wall Street Journal. That's what this first was noted. I mean, I mean, it's good that there it's coming out. People get the opportunity, but how many people are going to know? Really, that's the thing. How many people are paying attention? That's what I just said. No one's going to know because they're not going to tell anybody. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's a little ridiculous. Like, I mean, I like just ridiculous stuff like that. Like, it's just what happened to quality over quantity. I don't know. It's gone, I guess. Money, 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 money. Yeah, money. Dude, can I just can I just like rip someone off for like a week and then be right? (laughs) Just give me enough money to get like. Just give me a million dollars and you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> oh. Money? A million dollars. <laughs> anyway. I'm dead fucking serious. So, okay. So, Resident Evil uh, came out, like, obviously the movies came out years ago. Um, and obviously we know it was called Resident Evil because they were allowed to use that name because that's not the real name of the game. The real name of the game is Biohazard. Resident uh, Evil. Which is obviously why the which they couldn't use the storyline either. We we know that they used just some terms from it here and there that weren't exactly licensed, um, which is how they got away with it and why the storyline was so different. 
in the movies that originally came out. Granted, they're definitely decent movies. I don't mind them. I like them. They're um, freaking terrible, but they're entertaining. Terrible. Yeah, they're yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> um, but supposedly now we're getting a new Resident Evil movie series that's coming out. Uh, the Resident Evil movie reboot has what do you call? Obviously, fans been waiting for a date. Um, and supposedly, uh, September third is now the new date. So, and Chad Rock uh, Rook um, is the one who tweeted out, I guess, the actual Chad date. Rook? Chad Rook. Who the fuck is Chad Rook? Chad Rook. He is one of, I think, the key producers on the film. It's going to fail already. Um, and obviously, if you see like the poster here, it has all the obviously fa- famous names. We have Leon Kennedy, Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield, uh, I mean, we have all these names that have been throughout, like the all the series, like so, uh, all the Resident Evil games and stuff like that. So I think this actually might be. It's being directed by Jonathan Roberts, uh, best known for horror films like Forty Seven Meters Down, Johans or Johans, Johans, yeah. <laughs> the reboot, yeah, features pretty intensive cast like uh, Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy uh, as Tom Hopper. Tom Hopper is Albert Wesker. That's uh, bad casting. Hannah John uh, came in as, what do you call it, which is from Ant-Man and the Wasp as Jill Valentine. And I don't know. Hannah, he kind of looks like the, the guy. Carla, though. No, I just, yeah. think put, I just think you should put um, Tom Hardy in everything. Yeah, oh, so. Tom Hardy. So I think <laughs> from just that cast right there, I think they are following the original game storyline. But what about the bad lip syncing and stuff? Here's oh. <laughs> the thing: it won't because what they'll do is they'll, they'll shrink what's his name's um, space in it, um, Chris Redfield, and they'll yeah. enhance Jill and make her the lead character. Well, you did play with Jill in the game. They were you played as either one, Nate. No, I know, but like, I mean, they both should have equal in the movie. That's what I'm saying. They won't be. What will happen is they'll make her the lead and then they'll put him in the background. Oh, well, we'll see. Oh. Because of the yeah. current climate. Because if they don't, they'll get they'll get slammed for it. Yeah. People will pretend that the only thing they remember from that game is Jill. But who's playing Barry Burton, though? Oh, Barry Burton. Um, Barry Burton. How about actual Barry Burton? <laughs> um, I really wonder who's playing Barry Burton. Barry! Jill! Jill. Yeah, that whole yeah. intro was so great. I remember when we first put that up. Barry Burton. Then the hot blonde chick, and you're like, ooh. Jill Valentine. I mean, the hell? Albert Testes. <laughs> it's not going to be good, though. Because the, the people that they get to make these movies never actually play the games and understand the games and understand what made the games good. People And they, people just hide behind the, oh, it's just really hard to adopt, adapt these. And it's not true. It, they're just bad at what they do. It's not that hard to adapt something. If you want proof, look at The Last Kingdom. Not 100% accurate to the books by any means, but very, very good. 
and they keep they hit the nail right on the head about what to do with the show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually looking on the cast. There is no Barry Burton right now. So that's kind of sad. The whole the whole movie's done if there's no Barry Burton. I don't see Barry Burton anywhere. Dead show. Who's Barry well, Burton? Movie. Is that the helicopter flyer? Barry Burton is the best. How do you not know who Barry Burton is? I don't Barry play Burton. those damn games. Best character in the game. You see the guy that runs away in the helicopter? You're a piece of shit. I don't want to talk. <laughs> he's in the intro uh, when they're showing the guy, like he's in the beginning of the game, but like there's the intro in the original game, and they're like Barry Burton. He's that has the revolver and he's like loading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jill Valley. What's the name of the helicopter flyer that runs away? Not Barry Burton. Not yeah, it's not Barry Burton. I don't know who that that guy is. He's the guy. He got ran, he ran away. And got ate by the zombies in the second all, in not... the second game. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No. But, I mean... Oh, man. No. But, yeah, there's no Barry Burton. That's kind of sad. I don't know. We'll see. I'm definitely going to watch it, obviously. I, I enjoyed the original one, so I'll easily check this one out. I mean, if it's closer to the game, because they finally probably got the rights to actually do the game storyline, uh, which is kind of cool, because before they didn't, obviously... And they're obviously calling it Resident Evil. It's coming out in Western film, or else they'd probably would have called it Biohazard. I think Japan actually did their own movies. I'm pretty sure, actually. I want not positive, but I guess where they did their own movies. Okay, so there was a debacle that happened. So you're sitting down and you're all excited for the Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you sit down to watch it. And you go to watch it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty good. Well, what? Who the heck is that guy? Wait, that doesn't look like Tom. Hey, <laughs> there's no cats in this movie at all. What's going on here? <laughs> because somebody over at HBO Max screwed up where the file arranging system was going and whatnot on their streaming service, because they still don't seem to get their streaming service correct. Accidentally put Snyder Cut in the folder where Tom and Jerry was. <laughs> And so people were watching yeah. the Snyder Cut instead of Tom and Jerry. Just so you know, no one's gonna care. No one cares about the Tom and Jerry movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, someone did, or else no one would have discovered this. No, someone put it on for their kid because they were bored. Well, probably and they wanted yeah. to keep their kid happy. And then yeah. they're like, "What is this?" Yeah, and so supposedly now and we it's, know it. It's rated R. Yes, and we know it's four hours long. And we know it's going to be good because it's, it's what he it's what he initially planned. Yes, like holy crap! Like, well, you only got like what two weeks away from it? No, a week. We have a week away from release. Was the 18th? also just a yeah. quick question? Um, who the fuck started this whole thing that Man of Steel wasn't good? Because I watched that shit again yesterday, and that shit's good. Man of Steel is really good. Yeah, I don't know who started this whole Man of Steel isn't good thing, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was jealous fans who didn't like how accurate it was for him as a character. Yeah, it was. It was way better. Like it's like granted, I have nostalgia for the original Superman when I was a kid watching that movie. But the newer one was done like really well. So hmm. it was mo- it was better than any Marvel movie pretty much. <laughs> yes. Man of Steel was excellent compared <laughs> to Marvel. 
any Marvel movie that came out in the last, like, you know what I mean? It was way better. But that's only because DC is, like, darker, which is why this cut of Justice League is going to be so much better because it's actually going to be dark. So. And if enough people watch it, they'll do something smart and do more. Maybe they'll continue his, his like, well, his what's, universe and all what that What sucks shit. is they're making a... Uh... They're gonna be making new Superman. Uh, they're having another Superman reboot. Yeah, no, what? that's what they. Here's the thing. That's what they say right now. Uh huh. But that hasn't started yet. And if enough yeah. people watch this, we may get lucky enough for them to cancel it and just be like, all right, no. Because they're saying Cavill's out. Of course he is, because it's gonna be a female Superman or a black suit. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not joking. Mark my words. That's what's gonna happen. It's not Would a joke. Would that be just they... Supergirl or Superwoman? Which could... That's just a whole other No, they'll character. just call it Supergirl. That's a, yeah, that's another character that we already have. Yep. Yeah. It's woke, people. They don't care. They literally don't care. They'll just do a superhero movie called Superman and Lois or something. Well, and then they'll turn her into... Turn him into a female. Well, I bet if this does well, like... And if this does really well, they're going to get a clue and they're going to go, they're obviously going to ask Snyder to keep on. I would hope so. I would hope that they would immediately cancel the new movie and go, um, we're going to have a conversation with um, Henry Snyder and with uh, Harvey Henry Carville yeah. to come yeah. back and be Superman again. And then given that get, he's literally the best Superman they've ever had. And then get period. back with uh, what's his name for Batman. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Be, hey, uh, Batfleck, get over here. It's it's too bad they've already gone down the deep end with that other shitty Batman movie. It's yeah. I mean, he does okay, but I think Christian Bale did a way better job. No, yeah. Christian Bale. I like Christian Bale, but walking around with that voice, and no, because yeah. Affleck is way more intimidating size wise. He, he's not though to me. He doesn't. He doesn't seem intimidating at all. Christian Bale, just his presence was intimidating. The Christian Bale scrawny small bitch. Like Yeah, yeah but I don't <laughs> Yeah, but I don't see that. I see the presence of like their stagger and their stance and everything like that, not their build. Like yeah, but, Chris, that, but Christian Bale the, actually seemed intimidating when he walked into in the like, suit. Uh, no, in the suit, Ben Affleck looked way more intimidating. Oh yeah. No. God, yes. No. no. He was Yes, because the suit was twice the size. He his, was rugged his, too. He was imposing looking because of his body size. No. Like he looked bigger than Carl Drogo. Okay, so what? Carl Drogo fucking Aquaman, you dipshit. No, the Batman so, in that suit looked more ripped than the goddamn bodybuilder. So what? A blowfish Batman, to make That's himself... Batman, dude. Do you not understand? A blowfish to make himself look big, too. Doesn't mean he's no. tough. No, <laughs> this is the problem no. with you fake DC fans. You've <laughs> never read Batman comics. Batman was always big and intimidating. Along with his gadgets, he was a fighter. That's what made him tough. You can't put someone who looks like a bitch. This is why that new Batman movie is going to be terrible. Because that guy looks like a total bitch. Oh, and he's never going to look intimidating at any point. Unless all the people he's fighting looks weaker than him. Nate's intimidated by his mind. You can't, <laughs> you can't, put, you can't put Robert Patterson Batman up against Bane. Because Bane looks rough and tough. If you put him in the same in a fight with him, you're sitting there going, "Dude, if he gets hit once, he's dead." Maybe that's your perspective. That's not mine, though. No, no, that's the reality. 
of physical body sizes, but yeah, you but don't I'm saying, that reality. But I'm saying, Grim, that me and you two have very different opinions. Like, I don't find that intimidating, and I don't find it tough what Ben Affleck does with Batman. But that's not an opinion, Nate. It's basically like if I put you in the ring with a UFC fighter versus if I put you in the ring with Ben. Okay? Yeah, but, okay, yeah, but we're not talking about like that. We're talking about like when you're watching a movie, like what you're sensing feeling from the scene in the movie and i don't get that from ben affleck yes what you sense and feel in the scene is a distorted reality you see someone scrawny and you think because they act like they're tough that makes them tough and able to win fights against four or five people but in reality that shit doesn't happen unless someone actually has the build to do something like that and even then it's rare like yeah, you but have we're, to have... yeah, but we're talking about entertainment value. We're not talking about fine entertainment value. I can't <laughs> spend my belief when a scrawny little <laughs> bitch who would cry if he broke his finger gets in a fight with a dude the size of a tank <laughs> and beats him. I laugh at that. Like I love kung fu movies, but when like I see Ipman get in a fight with Mike Tyson, I laugh because Mike Tyson would hit Ipman once. One punch. One punch. Yes, because I watched the UFC enough to see, like, yes, Hoist Gracie won all of his fights. Always looked fucked up after because he got a submission, but he lost. He had like five broken ribs and a broken jaw because yeah. the big dude hit him so hard it almost killed him. If there were rules, if there weren't rules about what the big man could do to him, then even if Hoist Gracie put him in a submission, the big man would just bite his skull open and then kill him. <laughs> Like you, you, you have a distorted view of strength. That's the problem. Like you like it's, it's acting. Yes. But if you get a good actor who's also intimidating to build, they're going to look more intimidating than Robert Patterson. Who's a good actor, but looks like a bitch. You know what it is with the Ben Affleck's Batman? It, it, it reminds me more. It's like, he's the, the Batman, the animated series, live action Batman. Because of how big he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the reason why, like, when you watch the old X-Men movies, you were like, okay, Wolverine's got the build. He's look, He looks pretty intimidating. And then you look at Cyclops, and you're like, Cyclops is a bitch. Yep. <laughs> Ever thought that when I read or watched the comics, read, read the comics or watched the show, because they drew Cyclops to not look like a bitch. And then the guy they hired to play him in the ex in the movies it ended up like being it. in Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so it wasn't so he didn't come off tough because he looked like a bitch. So the entire time I'm like, yeah, you got that laser eye. Well, no, I'll but agree with you there. Yeah, that laser but, eye, you're not putting up a fight. Yeah, but I see it all in like the acting. Like that guy was a terrible actor that played Cyclops. Yeah, dude. Okay, um, people tell me the chick from the chick that played Rogue is a good actor. At no point did I find is, her. Okay, it's not, it's not great. Didn't find her intimidating at all. No, I didn't. The animated no. room from the, comic, mm. the TV show in the '90s way more intimidating. Well, yeah, but I have a I could go on for an entire podcast about the problems I had with the X Men movies. But Holy that crap, but that's what I mean by bad. <laughs> like Robert Pattinson is terrible casting for Batman. Yeah, but like Batman was never goth. But this wasn't about Rob Pattinson. <laughs> uh, Christian uh, Christian Bale is just I think distinctly better Batman than uh, Ben Affleck. No, he he was good, but no. Like the problem you have, the problem too is that Ben Affleck didn't get a chance to be Batman. No, he was a Batman in movies that they told him what to do with. 
they told him he they, that he would get the freedom to to do his character the way he wanted and then they fucked with him and made him worse than he was mm. well I'm, yeah well, i'm just saying like the present like Bat like Christian Bale's Batman when he walked onto the scene it seemed like oh shit seems like somebody you go okay I'm going the other way where you know I mean Ben Affleck yeah, I'm like, you're also, okay you're also diluting that with the Joker because the best Batman movie is Dark Knight and the be- the most intimidating movie time when he feels intimidating is the Dark Knight and that's mm-hmm. because he's contrast with the Joker who is cool but also a complete little bitch like his character is not built to fight. So, no. so of course he looks intimidating. Then you put him in the third movie with with Bane, and at all times he looks like a bitch. No, because no, the best. He, he, even when he gets tough and he comes back to fight Bane, I'm watching him punch Bane, and I'm like, that wouldn't hurt. No, the best Batman movie is the one with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> That's just nostalgia for me, anyway. But <laughs> I so. actually like the third one better. Oh, because I like Bane. I think Tom Hardy yeah. kills it in yeah. that movie. Yeah, but I don't know. Bad it, Batman's been badly cast for a while. Like, there's things you can hate about Christian Bale, like his freaking goddamn Batman voice. Well, that's great. What, what are you talking about? I'm Batman. Yeah, that was great. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It's terrible. <laughs> also, I just had a meme fed to me that's going to blow your mind, Nate. Okay. Goku married the Ox King's daughter. So that makes Goku a prince. So that means Vegeta calling himself the prince of all Saiyans is a lie at all times. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's been lying to himself since the beginning, people. Oh. oh don't take his prince away. It's all that matters. Oh, we can get into like, oh, man, that'd be a whole other podcast. We can get into the similarities between Goku and Superman. Vegeta, secondary prince of all Saiyans. Well, and Zod is kind of like Vegeta, I guess you could say. No, because yeah. Zod, Zod was never good. <laughs> Never a good guy. Well, no, he could have been though if it progressed that way. There's a lot of similarities. Well, that's a whole other podcast. Anyway, this is we gotta go. Yeah, that's just the end of the talking gaming and tech podcast. The worst podcast ever, people. It was had no point. <laughs> we thank you for listening and joining in our random banter's about history, politics, and the like. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode live at six o'clock twitch.tv slash get tech geeks but i know most of you listen to us on whatever podcast service you listen to us and we greatly appreciate it remember find us over at social media at get tech geeks on twitter and check out our youtube channel yes we haven't done a video we probably won't be doing a new video until the new studio is built so until next week (laughs) for the latest and greatest in gaming tech get teched everyone stay safe and we hope to see you soon